Welcome to Ernest Wargamer. I'm your host for this evening, Scrivo. And as you can see, there's just two of us tonight. It's there's true. me and there's true. Tom. Oh, Tom. I'm so bad at directions, apparently. There we go. So how are you doing, Tom? Um, I, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. I'm all right. Um, yeah, this is one of those where obviously we've got no Logan. Um, we've got no Rob. Uh, Logan's taken Rob off to teach him how to commentate some weeb stuff, um, which I'm, I'm very ashamed to admit, to be honest. You know. But, or, is, uh, or is it? I mean, we, Rob's paint teaching how to paint now that Rob's basically a, a master. It's true. Painter. It's true. No, I think I think it's a weep stuff that seems more on par, to be honest. I mean, we, we could have cancelled for sure, to be honest. It's it's within our preview to do that, but yeah, it's it's one of those where like if we think we've got something valuable, we'll just do the show, which we do. So there's so, been a lot of news this week. Um, we don't want to just do a show for the sake of doing the show. Um, we want to do it because we feel like there's something valuable to talk about and there's there's something going off. So. Even though Logan's not here and Rob's not here, yes, he might not not get the normal spicy takes that Logan and uh, and Rob in particular like to throw out. But we do have um we do have some stuff to talk about. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Got a show. Exactly. So um, how's your week been, Tom? More importantly, because that's yes, that's it, the it's been all right, right? mate. Me, I have done a lot of Warhammer and none of it productive. Okay, um, I finished setting up <laughs> all the lights. Uh, directly behind me. Um, we've sorted all that out now. That uh, took a while, but it also means I don't have to have the uh, main light on, which is which is nice. Nice. Uh, it's I finished painting. I mean, I can change. I can change it if you want, Scrivo. Uh, I need to get closer to it though, because there's a chair in the way. But, can you make you know. them gold for the theme? I can make them show. yellow. Let's have a look yeah. at it. Let's have a look. Because <laughs> I can do that, but oh, mine are fancy than yours. Because I've got, I've got this little remote thing. It's well cool. I've got a remote. Oh, go. Yeah, it's literally the same one. Give me this rubbish. We China. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll find that out later. Also, that looks awful on camera, Scrivo. So I'm going to change yeah, it back in a same. minute. Same. Yeah, we'll That's fine. So I've done that. Uh, I've also uh, finished my Bastion. That's all finished now. Oh, nice. stuff. I've moved on to my second Aegis defense line after cleaning up my Chaos one. This one's going to be the same color as the Bastion. So we're working on that now. And I've also played all right a lot of Warhammer Total War. Okay, let me just have a check on my Steam account. See how much I've played in the last. I, it's going to tell me the last two weeks, but really we mean since uh, the new year. Um, how much have I played? It doesn't tell me how much I've played in the last two weeks. Does it? Oh, 40 hours. There we go. So, I've played 40 hours since new year. So, so I've been you can almost say you're a professional gamer of it because you are literally just I, playing. I, I, am, for, a, I am a pro gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from I don't get paid. Uh, but then I've never got paid. So. That's, you know, <laughs> Fantastic. pretty normal to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's all good. What about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, um, I've been back at work, so I've done less painting than I would have liked, but I've done more than I did in December because mm. December was obviously go 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 retail so, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, not been great. So I've been painting a load of Sisters of Battle for a, a mate's kind of first. Oh, you're doing commission best. painting now? Yeah, well, just just this one. I think it's it was kind of like he went. I really like your your style of the because I he had one of the sisters I painted. Went. I really like them. Can you paint the army for me? I was like, mm. I could do with some money. Money's nice, right? Well, he's paying. So, you, so he is paying me to do it. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Like, I don't do things for free. Yeah. Oh, he says what? Well, stream. <laughs> he says what? Well, really. All right, so it's all good. But yeah, have you got any? Uh, have you got any examples? Can I see it? Oh, um, oh, I don't know if I've got any to hand. But let me just. And I've just okay, I just want to say I'm a bit quiet, so I'm gonna just adjust my audio quickly. Uh, Doesn't matter. While, but, but, while you're in that scribble, I'll show you my. Uh, what was the name of that? So remember when you could take an Aegis defense line? Yeah. And you could take um, the auto cannon on it. You could take the incoming thing from reserve from it. I've forgotten what it was called. But in seventh edition, I converted one from a Gene Steeler Colts. Oh. And I just uh, pit about up. It looks like nice. something that goes up my bottom. That's not this. A suppository. Nice. It's not. It's not. But 
you know, that's uh, pretty much so. I just need to do some detail on it. The comms array. There you go. Thank you, chat. Oh, comms yeah, you array. Got it. You got it. So, yeah, just that's uh, almost just done. Just grabbing one to show yeah, you because you've fine. lost. Oh, uh, yeah. gosh. Just to finish off doing the paneling, and then we're pretty much done there, to be oh, honest. Sweet. Uh, Rob is learning how to uh, commentate weeb stuff, uh, Glitter World, now, God. Okay. Like, you know, it's a, it, it's a great passion of his, Weebery, you know. He likes he likes the anime, so. Yeah, I think what he was he was um doing uh, circuit training to start with. It was kind of yeah, Naruto yeah, running, yeah. I think, was the thing. He was. He's if you yeah. go outside into the middle of Nottingham, you might find him flying down the street with his arms behind his back, and <laughs> at a degree angle. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Shall we? Uh, shall we get down to it? Yes, straight in, mate. I'm one of these people where it ends up becoming problematic where we end up trying to make jokes and probably offending ourselves as much as anything, right? No, no, it's not Because you're a weeb, right? That's just what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, poor Groaty Woaty in the chat's um, saying he's too old, that he's unsure a weeb is. (laughs) Oh, it's someone who likes anime too much. A little bit too much. And pillows of of characters, right? I I feel like that's... uh... I feel like that's a symptom, not not the actual problem to go there. Oh, yeah. Shall we shall we start with another symptom of a problem and go on yeah, to <laughs> Eldari Guardians and how they are old enough to drink in so, the UK as a sculpt, right? I mean, you say that, like, I mean, I, I, so let's do the Warhammer Community News first, then, I guess, right? So we're, yeah. we're going to start with the, the Guardian Defenders, aren't we? Yeah. Um, we just quickly fade. Hopefully this won't break us. Wow. So, a miniature that was able to drink is probably uh, not good. Yeah. So, they've released new um, plastic sculpts of these Guardians, haven't they, Scribble? Do you yes. want to take us through it? So, the original Guardian sculpts that we have... That, well, I say original. The, the current ones, 2003? I think they kind of hold up quite well, <laughs> apart from the faces. Is the kind of the way I always saw it. it was like I don't know, but kind of bricky, mate. Have you tried painting yeah. one of those things? Nah. Yeah, they they cope, but they they didn't hold up as well as say Orc Boys or um, even something like the Cadians. They're around the same sort of era. But... Yeah, I think the difference would be our Guardians and the Orc Boys. The Orc Boys at least you have some like freedom with the arms to do some you know yeah. whatever you want. Whereas the Elder Guardians yeah. is very much the push fit kind of yeah. model where you stick them stick yeah. going in. You know what I mean? And the aesthetic so. then doesn't lend itself to the agile and kind of nimble look that you kind of expect for Eldar to have, right? Like when you look at, say, even the witches sculpts from that are about a decade old and the Harlequins, they're all very dynamic and the Guardians yeah. are quite static, yeah. weren't they, really? So even these one, the new ones, that some of them are quite stationary, but they don't Even look, then, there's still movement in there. They're like kind the of entrenched, ones, yeah. Yeah, the ones that are stationary, they've got like hair that's kind of blowing around and stuff, yeah. and everyone else. We've got a lot of dynamic legs, which I think is the, the big improvement. I mean, you've seen people talking a little bit about them, saying, oh, yeah. they just look the same as the old Guardians. And I'm like, well, kind of, we yeah, right? but that's fine. Like, <laughs> I mean, what do you expect these Guardians to look like? Did you want someone like jumping off a rock, like stabbing an orc in the middle of the temple on like a scenic base for your basic troop choices, did you? I was like, no, okay, that's just silly. So they've yeah. got a little bit taller, look a lot more elf-like, but faces are very... I, can't, I can never get on board with Games Workshop faces a lot of the time. Some of them are very weird. It feels like we've got a Sin and Ben guy for the faces, doesn't it? But well, I actually guys... really like these. I think they're simple enough that you know they represent your basic troop choice really, really yeah. well. But you can definitely tell the other Guardians instantly. Uh, I need to work out the... Um, the platform. Platform looks kind of sleek, actually. Although, Ooh, uh, let, me, let, me, let me scroll to that. There we go. I mean, you'd say that, though. If you scroll down the article, you can see yeah. one platform that doesn't look like it's got anything on it. 
Yeah, and then you've so, got one platform that looks like it's got a gun on it. So I don't know if the platform's going to differ for Storm and um, Guardian Defenders. But it looks like the Guardian right? Defenders are going to have the, the gun platform and the Storm Guardians are going to get something else. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that. Also, we can get a fusion gun on them rather than just fusion pistols. Look at that. Yeah, which I think it's kind of needed. When you look at other armies have the potential to get a special weapon put in, why not, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Most of the time, we're just going to take them as tr cheap troop choices, but yeah. I'm not even looking at the rules at the minute. I, I mean, you've also seen a lot of people say, oh, well, didn't other kits need the up updates a bit more? And yeah. well, I mean, you said these came out in 2003, Scriver. Yeah, that's 18 like, years ago. That's long enough. <laughs> mate, imagine having an 18-year-old kit and not updating it because others are the priority. Yeah. So to like, me, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way, yeah, but it is yeah. like Just to because me, there are other kits that maybe need a, a refresh yeah. more... Doesn't yeah. mean we update these. Yeah. Uh, and I would be surprised if there weren't things coming down the line for those models so, as well. So the reason I think they've made a big thing on this as well is when you look at, say, the Orc um, update we've just had, they've mm. updated the, the Orc boys, which were basically your core troops, <laughs> doing the same here, so that then the whole range has a certain kind of update to it as well. You don't just go, right, we're only going to update yeah. and give you new stuff. You want to make your range have the longevity because it gets to a yeah. certain point where people don't buy it, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm just not buying any Aspect Warriors because they're all fine cast. Yeah, it's pretty, that's exactly pretty what put me. Up. I I had an Elder Army. I stopped mm. building it because I went. I'm now kind of stuck wanting units that I don't really want to own. So then they mm. got sold, and the potential of that being available now, I'm just like, oh, plastic ones that aren't just Howling Banshees that suck. That'd be nice. It's exciting, mm. right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And also, I just like the heads on these, mate. I like the options yeah. of more non-helmeted heads. You can do a lot yeah. of those. They are Romulans, this, though. They've got the eyebrows of a Romulan. I'm fine. I, I just do my inspire <laughs> that helmet on just because I think it looks cooler. So, yeah. 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 Cool. So, any any other hopes you have for um, what they're kind of doing with these reveals? I mean, Outside I'm just looking seeing the Avatar model, to be honest. Yeah, that I'm hand. Just Thing is, I mean, I, I'm just ready for it. Like, it, it's a big centerpiece. It's a special place in my heart for the Avatar because the first time I saw the Avatar Kane was about 1993, I think. My dad mm. had just got into second edition 40k, and I was this little teeny kid seeing this giant big metal thing. At that point, it looked huge, with blood dripping off its hand. I was like, "That is so cool!" And mm -hmm. that that was the moment I, it clicked, and then I saw Orcs, and I was doomed. So, Man, I yeah. it was one of my first models because I really like the lore. Like, and I've finished my young card now, so let's just paint the uh, exactly. paint the avatar. Just, I'm ready for it. Can't wait. Let's do it. Can't wait. Glazing. Mm. Mm. Right. <laughs> be very careful about using the term glazing scriver. Yeah, because you, you want it to be nice, thin streaks of different color, but red. It'd be lovely. Mm. Brilliant. Thank you. Shall we move on? Yeah. Cool. Uh, which one should we do next, Tom? It's Shall you, we mate. go with ooh, the Sunday previews? Because that's probably. Where we it probably leads about. quite well yeah. into the actual two other books that we're going to talk yeah. about, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. So let me just bring it across. Right, here we go. So on Sunday, obviously every Sunday at 6 o'clock they announce GMT, what's coming the next Saturday's pre-orders. So on Did Saturday... I, I didn't yeah, even notice that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that I've had to kind of religiously keep an eye on because obviously on a Sunday, if people get excited about something, I can then go, right, on Monday morning, I put it into my order. Right, I know that six idiots in my local club really want this one thing. And if I don't get it from, I'm doomed. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it does help. Like we're all there going, oh, let's buy the dice, even though they're shit. <laughs> but yeah, right. So um, the the two that have obviously been announced were um, Adeptus Custodes and GC yep. Occults. Yep. And so they are up for pre-order next weekend, right? 
with yes, the books. So that means the books are yeah. going to come out on the 15th. I'm actually tempted by the uh, Collector's Edition GSE book, to be honest. Like, yeah. The I don't artwork, know why. I there's just something about ninth books, right? You look at all the ninth artwork that they've done, and they are really nice bits of artwork. Well, I, I just love how the entire thing is just the same book, just without the top banner. <laughs> it's exactly the same. That's kind of what you want to some extent, like the option, yeah. but not for double the price. To me, that's the bit. That is it sixty cool quid? They're like they were fifty last time I checked. Mm, I'm tempted. I'm still tempted. I might get it. I might. Get and you get it. gold foil around the uh, the sides of it, right? The Custodes one I'm less tempted by because I yeah. don't want to see more of that 1980s Transformer Dreadnought in the back. Yeah, um, that, that that's one I'm not so keen on. And his axe. You look at the way the axe blade looks. It, it makes looks for some reason it reminds me of tennis. I don't know if it's because like you know when you're like a kid playing tennis and you just swivel the racket <laughs> in your hand because you're bored. Yeah. It looks like that's all that's good for with all the additional weight at the end of that blade. He's just going to spin it around because he's bored. Like you stood there for a hundred years, but it'll be perfectly satisfied just like spinning his axe around for that entire time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do appreciate that it's got a sister and a custody, though. It's not just it's the custodies. Yeah, it shows and, and sisters class. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you never really used to know where sister science were. So I mean, the Adeptus Custodies book already doing more of a rules bloat than anything else by telling you what's actually in it. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we take that one. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to these books, uh, Custodes. I don't think they were massively in need of a new book. I think they, but they're, they're already fine. But pace, if you they? like. Get all the rules together. That's going to be really, really useful because they were a little bit all over the place. Uh, the catters, I still have no idea how yeah. they are supposed to work. <laughs> so I'll probably buy that book and just actually read it. So I'm actually well-versed on the subject to a degree. By that, I mean I know what it does, which is well-versed in today's era of 40k. It's as prepared um, as you can be, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the Genius Dealer Court Dice looked like something that I bought from my local club and my local club was really cheaping out on the dice they bought for its club members. Uh, yeah. So I probably won't be buying those. Yeah, the last but... few batches of dice have just been plain colours with not even like a metallic oh. kind of finish and stuff. They're all oh, bit... mate, the grey nice ones were silver. They were Rubbish. great. Since yeah, then, we've had those. Orc ones, we've had Octarius ones, which were a different version of the green dice. Did anyone actually buy the, the Octarius ones? All Does anyone ugly. care about this narrative? No. Okay, no. fair enough. No. You, you're dice, selling stuff. You I've know been looking at the dice going, they, they slowly seem to be cutting corners that they're just, these These don't have any metallic or kind of blends them, they're just a flat colour yeah. and it just it just doesn't look great. But. I, t I tell you what, what I might do is I might buy the cards for both these factions. Yeah. Because they are both kind of tricky. Yeah. And so it's kind of useful to have that, I guess. You know what I mean? So definitely we'll buy them for Junior Steeler Colts. Might buy them for Custodies as well, we'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, well, Custodies yeah. is my next project now the orcs I mean, are kind of you could just buy them and tell me then should be fine yeah. <laughs> well, I, won't buy the, I won't buy the custodies but if I I know fuck it, yeah. it it's, one of, it's one of those <laughs> armies that I, I've loved since they kind of cropped up in 40k so diving back in will be good I got a lot for Christmas from friends and family like, so. I, I don't know about how, how you feel about this I mean you said mm. they, your favourite faction but to me custodies in 40k feels a bit weird I I first played them in 7th where I had them as part of a coalition of Imperial stuff. So it was all kind which, of... Which is fine, of but I... It felt like, right, but... I, I've never considered them to be, like, super active in the galaxy before, though. No, it's weird, right? The, the whole concept of the guys that just wait at Terra. They're all coming out yeah. now after so long. Yeah. You're like, uh... after, the, after the guy next Oh, and by the way, look, we've got these, these dreadnoughts yeah. that we've not used ever before. We've, you've never seen them before, yeah. but now we've got these things. And new bikes. I th that was yeah. the bit that confused me, but... Yeah, it's like Codex for High Council of Terror. I mean, it just feels like, you know, it shouldn't shouldn't be there really. I get you could say, oh, they're on, you know, Prosper or whatever. I'm just like, well. Yeah, but. I don't know, it's, Chief. It's all good. I don't know. And then there is some other 
new release preview stuff. Like there's some Primark guy. I like that. I like him. You know, I do like him. It's a nice model. Um, it rounds off the the set now, right? There's all eighteen. Yeah, it it. I don't know. Ah, whatever. I've been watching some of those insider videos. You know, the ones where it's like medieval expert rates eight films or what have you. Yeah. And there was one where we had the samurai guy and he was just like really positive about everybody. But now I look at that and I think there's no way he would actually, you know, pull a sword like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at it and I'm like, there's no way that happens. But at the same time, again, he's like, you know, Mongolian and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he's Iggy Sardust as well with that with that facial tattoo. <laughs> David Bowie is coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's all I see. I see a lightning bolt on the face. I'm like, is awesome, that or... Looking yeah. at that, I'm just like, I'm never going to paint this model. Yes, they're, they're lovely pieces, but it's the sort of thing you'd want to get. To me, I'd look at this and go, I'd like a statue of that that comes pre-painted. I don't want to I mean, actually... I haven't painted a Primark in about two years, so maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll get one. I'm going to have a look at the uh, hmm. the Fortwell website, actually, after the show and have a look Gosh. and see if I can pick them. I'm all, mate, I'm planning out so much money, but I'm going to... God, I'm going to buy these books. I'm going to buy a Primark. <laughs> I, I can't be doing this, can I? Yeah. This is not... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so there's some Necron books that I've got. Yeah, I've just, I just kind of glazed over. I saw books and went, oh, cool. And then the... Oh, the, the, oh there's the, some Warhammer the... horror coming out. Okay. Hang on, I'll go back that's, to the screen. That, that's okay. kind of cool. I like that. You know? And then we've got the more important one. We've actually got oh, custom there's a, there's, cover. There's a tower that... on there. We don't have a look at that. Let's get past the tower. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Scriver. We don't want to see the tower. Yeah. Good. So I go straight to the, the comics. So Games Workshop oddly are doing um, their own custom covers that you can only get via their retail stores. Which is completely quite bonkers, especially when this is last month's issue. So, very strange. I don't, I don't quite understand what they're doing with the comic side of things, but I don't think they do either. <laughs> oh, why do all the scars look like they've been like scarred in two places at once? I think it's meant like, to be kind of no, a... t- like twice in the same place. Even yeah. like, I'm looking at it, and every every scar they have is like two scars. It's like Zorro's just come and cut them up. Yeah, I'm not quite sure the <laughs> rationale to it, but it seems to be a, a design choice that they've got with that, that cover. But the the series so far, I'm really enjoying that, though. So it's one to mm. give a read if you've got a spare couple of quid when yeah. it comes out as a graphic novel. But yeah. it's it's uh, it, it's it's fun to see like modern styles of Sisters of Battle in a comic rather than it being Ephriel Stern in the 90s, which was interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. And then you got some blue stuff, I guess, and that's that's a lot of releases. To be fair, like that's a that's yeah. a big article. Well, it's almost like they've got some sort of a backlog of stuff going back months. Poor okay. intern working at yeah. eight p.m. on a Friday night to get that prepped ready for Sunday. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm going to quickly switch us back to the other scene. There we go. And let's see. So should we start with should we start at the top and go with Captain Commanders? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have a see what these Captain Commanders are all the about. The most important, right? Aren't they? Theoretically. Yeah. Right, there we go. So, uh, so with the new HQ options inbound, there are more ways than ever apparently to lead a talented emperor um, force into battle. So I mean, there is a bit of a self-aware joke here already. Like the, the title of the article is "Captain Commanders of the Custodes are the Elite of the Elite of the Elite." Like <sighs> that was the joke we all made when Custodes first launched. It was like, they're, yeah, so I mean, the best of the stealing, best have now stealing got the jokes best again, the mate. It's, it's James Workshop all over again, mate. I'm disgusting. just, I'm, I'm a little livid. Right. I'm half <laughs> expecting to like say, "Hey, look, we've got custards," because mm. uh, whatever. Sound. But never mind. But yeah, it's nice to see them formalising and bringing in the rules. To have similar sort of things as 
uh, chapter masters for custodians, I suppose, to give some flexibility without having to produce a new model, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those, isn't it? Like, yeah. I kind of like that these guys all look always like they're from, you know, like Steven Seagal's like roped them out to come and do yeah. one last shit movie together. The, you know what I mean? They're expendables almost. You 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 kind of want them to be a bunch of veterans that are even more vet kind of veteran than say a space marine vet veteran like a, a death watch guy that's existed for a couple hundred years these guys yeah, should I mean, be hundreds of years older oh yeah 100 percent. like yeah but, you know yeah so i think that the big thing is they've kind of got different spins for each of the captain commanders depending on what unit they're oh, they got different from. variants of captain commanders yeah, yeah. so okay, there's what the variants have got so guardian which is the foot chaps so whether you bought um just normal guardians or a warden kicks i think that's ironically they call them guardian commanders and then show a warden version <laughs> um, where they have a basically they get uh master of stances where basically um in your command phase you can select one adeptus custodes core or adeptus custodes character within six of the model until the start mm -hmm. of the next command phase they can benefit from both stances of the qatar so, okay, well, I can't really react to that because I don't know how the Katars work. It just means you get double the, <laughs> double the fun, potentially, and I'm sure that would I mean, be great fun. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I'm, sure, I'm sure those Katars won't have one useful thing and one useless thing in them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That'll never happen, you know. <laughs> it feels, to me, straight off, it, it reminded me of Gaz, where you can do both wars, but just like, eh, doesn't really matter that much because you kind of, your army's probably building to not need both. Yeah, you're normally building specialized, aren't yeah, you? Really, so I mean, it might be. You know, it might situation. Maybe you're going for one correct, turn. So. Maybe you're going building around it for one turn or something. Maybe it'll be useful on one of the cards. I don't really know, but we need the context to see how that works. Yeah. Does he get anything else? Um, and then he's got his own. Um, they've got their own catters. So, for example, this stance oh. one can add four to the range of of range weapons that the units are equipped with, mm -hmm. and if the Unit doesn't so then stance two is if they don't advance the movement phase in the following shooting phase if they're not within engagement range they can shoot twice with auric weapons which I think is what the swords and I don't know if the garden spears say auric weapons. weapons yeah if, if this unit is infantry and does not shoot and you shoot in movement phase in the following shooting phase that is worded horrifically it's so long winded if, right? if it is within <laughs> engage if it... models of this unit oh yeah auric weapons okay it doesn't even say keyword no. So maybe it's a thing like side yeah. weapons for grey knights or what have yeah. you. Yeah, it feels. Or maybe kind it's of... just not written well. <laughs> but being able to have both of those, you'd be shooting twice with an extra four inches yeah. of range. So, not bad, especially if you've got, say, the swords which are only twelve inch range. Previously, so yeah, and also if you rapid fire as well, I'm not entirely sure like how auric weapons work. I yeah. mean, it seems like it's gonna it's gonna be like a type of weapon in some way, like scythes or grenades or plague is for death guard, rather than it being a keyword thing. So, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And then we've got, moving on to the Alaris Captain Commander, which is obviously the Terminator He's guy. He's thick, isn't he? Look at him. Yeah. How do you move around him, Matt? Um, I like to imagine, you know, like when you see girls on a night out wearing really big heels and they're doing that like horse clop where they're kind of walking like with their legs kind of slightly splayed out? Kind of looking like no. they don't really... Have you never I've seen been, that? Where they're kind of precariously... The legs precariously are balancing, kind of they're, they're walking like one foot delicately at a time. I'm imagining that's what they're like because they've got little boots. Oh, like they're stomping. Yeah, I just imagine they're kind of just like romping around just looking a little uneasy i mean that loincloth is the most criminal offender <laughs> it's just, it's so just dragging along the floor that. i mean you've got to be able to close your legs to be able to move you put your arms by your sides otherwise you're going to be walking around like your t posing or, or, you, or you're literally <laughs> just walking like this going i'm a coat hanger 
mean, he basically has a coat hanger. He's got everyone's gear on him. Like, yeah. I don't know. So these guys, they get Unstoppable Destroyer, which is each time <laughs> this model makes a pylon or consolidation move, they can move an additional inch. Okay. Fine. It's that extra inch. And then each time they make a pylon or heroic intervention move, they can move any direction, even if they're already touching an enemy model, as long as they finish within uh, the move with an engagement range of an enemy unit. Okay, well, that combo with the extra range is, is, is all right. You know, yeah. we take that. It's, that's not horrible. That's fine. Yeah. But... You get, so you get a four inch any direction as long as you still end up in engagement, which is kind yeah, of... Yeah, ending, ending him up in melee is probably the main thing. But Yeah, but it's been able to not be blocked by a screen perhaps like, it's very i'm sure when he i'm sure when he finally stomps his way over there turn four he'll uh he'll be tagging everybody yeah um and then, <laughs> i just i find a lot of these new rules i'm trying not to get excited about one little nugget because as we've Listen, said so many times before it's just one piece right and without i, I am trying to intentionally dampen everyone's expectations no. okay so because i know what's coming and the gc Cult previews are crap <laughs> but crossfire tom crossfire you did that's the only thing you've shown us i don't know anything else that's the only thing there's nothing else here so i'm just like yeah yeah custody didn't really get shown that much did the lads so yeah this doesn't matter yeah it's fine uh apparently the uh there's a discord thing i'll the auric weapons that's fine i'll take a look at it later i'm not going to worry about it too much although it, it is funny looking at some melee weapons on that thing when you're meant to be firing with it twice that's kind of cool well, ask us. I mean, the, um, the melee weapons have bolters in them, don't they? We'll yes. have a look Gun blades. Yeah. For the weeds. The main thing is going to be understanding exactly what those work, but yeah, it's whatever. Fine. Yeah. Um, and then Defiance the last for them. So basically, if that model has less, uh, less starting wounds, but more than half, add one to its attack characteristics. And then if it has less than more, uh, has less than half or less of its starting wounds, it gets two attacks extra. So basically, the more kind of angry and injured they are, they're just going to be hitting stuff. And it's like, uh, that's not a game anyone wants to be playing, right? I know, it's kind of like butt-clenching. It's kind of fun. Know, the anxiety, I'll be sat there going, oh god, he's on one wound. Have you played Custodes to... before? Oh, the anxiety of, oh, if I lose a single model, it's really going to hurt. Yeah, it's Custodes. Do, do you know why I stopped playing my Custodes, Tom? Because of this. I was rolling ones with re-rolling... So it's twos to hit, re-rolling ones. I was rolling ones and then rolling them into ones. Yeah, and every time you lose a model, it hurts, doesn't it? It, it was it's painful, diabolical. And because I wasn't spamming bikes, I was just like, "Cool, yeah. this doesn't matter." Like I'm just gonna stand here and die. Doesn't matter if you've got defiance of a last or not. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> same problem. Yeah. If I'm dead, I'm dead. But yeah, it, mm. it feels like it could be useful, but it depends. Although we'll we'll go into the stratagems in a minute. So if you're dead, exactly. you may not actually be dead. But yeah, <laughs> And then. My one of my favourite models, despite Rob not liking these bikes, I do really like the the models. So the Virtus Captain Commander. So that's the. I bike. tell you what, I hated painting it. Yeah, they they <laughs> gave me some real anxiety, painting. but I'm I've sold them and I've got to repaint them. So jokes on me. Yeah, it's your fault. You don't sell your models. If you're gonna sell them, sell them to me. I'll sell them you back if you want them. That's right. I sold them to my friend Martin, and he he's used them once. <laughs> there you go. Buy them back. Scammed. No, the plan was to sell them so I could start afresh with an airbrush rather than rattle cans. So. Um, By the way, I love how you're going to have to write an essay to use any one of these models, assuming they're going to keep all the Psychic Awakening rules. Yeah. I'm... You already have, like, 12 <laughs> upgrades that you've got to put on, them, put on each of these. I can't wait for, to see what the output from the, the 40k app ends up being like for these. It's, it's obviously going to be really helpful for me playing the game. There's a, there's a joke here about 40k app, but I'm not going to make it. No, I'm not going there. Yeah. We're not, we're not toxic on this show. No. <laughs> Although, every day this week when I try to check a rule on it, 
It's asked me to sign back in every time. Brilliant. Shall we check the Fierce Conqueror rule? Yeah. So that is uh, Fierce Conqueror. So each time this model is selected to fight, after it piles in, if it is within two inches of six or more enemy models, then until that unit is uh, until that fight is resolved, add two the attacks. Uh, add two to the attack characteristics of this model. So if he sweeps in, puts his base proper long ways against a unit, but six or more, that means they've got to be small bases at the best? No, no. Have you seen the size of these custody bases? They're not that, you know, small, you know. You know, yeah. like, they're pretty large, pretty long. You can probably get that. It's, it's not a massive They're issue. kind of that sort of size, aren't they? So uh, I suppose within two inches and a 25mm base is more than an inch. Uh, it's just it's just so, blast for melee. Yeah, it's just yeah. the equivalent of blast. It's like fine. Whatever. There's, there's some there's some scope to it, but it just it feels like we're, I'm already having to justify in my head that there's a purpose to these rules, and I'm that that kind of questions it to me. <laughs> and yeah, then obviously yeah. they've got big spears, so the next rule is called tip they, of the they spear do. because they've they had do. to they've yeah. had to go there apparently. So of each course. time this model makes an attack, if it made a charge or move uh, charge move or performed a heroic intervention this turn, you can reroll hits rolls and wound rolls of one. That makes a, that has an implication because beforehand the uh, these versus captain commanders uh, could reroll to wound um, on the charge of their spears. Is yeah, that all versus all, all versus could yeah. So so the implication varies that we no longer have that, um, and it also implies that the um, real ones or is going to be changed to just core. Although it uh, was, why you wouldn't need this. So it was. If you charged, this is heroic intervention as well, so that's a slight difference as well, perhaps. Then there's no need to include the charge stipulation. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> so, really yeah. so that was That's all like, those options. Those are all right. Like, they're cool, I right? mean, I quite like the Vertus, Pro, the Vertus uh, Captain Commander ones. Those are all right. Fan of those. But I'm a fan of that anyway because I like the fly keyword and I like his movement. That's pretty much fine. The Alaris would need to see the context of everything else you could take him with. And the um, the Guardian Captain Commander is probably fine. Maybe he's the cheapest option and maybe he's one that you see most of. I don't know. We'll have to have a look at the actual whole book in its entirety. But yeah. a couple until, of little teasers. Until we could look at some strats if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a look at Boom. those strats. Get these custodians out of the way so we can look at an actual faction. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, <laughs> first one. Apparently, yep. custodian characters are really tough. So, this is Vigil Unending, which is an epic, D epic deed stratagem for one CP. Um, use this stratagem in the fight phase when an Adeptus Custodius character model from your army that has not already been selected to fight this phase is destroyed. Do not remove that model from play. It can fight after the attacking models unit has finished making its attacks. After resolving the destroyed, uh, after after resolving the destroyed Adeptes Custodes characters models attacks, it is then removed. So it's the whole fight on death thing. But yeah, but it's, it's one CP script though. That's so cheap. One CP. It's bro. normally two, isn't it? Right on average. I mean, like, it's it's normally two or three, like something like that. Yeah. Like, Grey Knights have a pretty cheap one as well, and you can use it on uh, named characters as well with these ones too, so it's, you know... It makes some sense, all right? Because right? your characters yeah, I mean, it... and everything's more expensive, so otherwise you're being... Yeah, they're more expensive because they hit harder, Scriver. Yeah. Uh, like, it's... at the same time with these, it's like... It's feeling like you've got this guy in, he's super tough, he's, he's yeah. definitely going to fight now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that, uh, you know, even if he gets one shot, but because you roll a bunch yeah. of ones, you still get to play with your model. Um... And the, the downside of that is just that you're going to get punched by this massive dude if you get charged by it. So, you know, it's pretty uh, pretty good. It's a good strat. Hmm. Powerful. Yeah. It's the sort of strategy that generally, if I'm playing a game with an army, 
that's got that as a stratagem, I tend to be using it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice 100%. to have it there. So hundred percent. I mean, if a character only if a character die, of course, which isn't a guarantee. But I have a habit of letting know. things die. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Right. right the next. We one... can skip the next one. Screw up. This doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, we've, in... we've seen open the vault. So open the vault is uh, just for one CP strap, unless you yeah. like, you know, take a relic yeah. for a CP, um, and then it tells you about a relic called the Obliteratum, which is a <laughs> which is a weapon relic. So we could skip that immediately. Yeah. Don't need to worry about it's, that. It's a dread vambrace. What so, is a dread vambrace, Scriver? So it's apparently a very dreadful vambrace, and a vambrace is just basically a uh, like a thing you put in your arm. So, it's a one-shot strength turn, AP minus four damage, three D uh, plus D three, eighteen-inch range assault, one weapon. Oh, you've been like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there. It's there fine. It's, it's just but, a job, and it replaces the ballistic grenade launcher. I don't know what that is. That's fine now. The Alaris sure. Terminators have basically got those grenade launchers on their ha- their arms, on the their non-spear arm or uh, axe arm. So great, fine, fantastic. Yeah. Let's oh, move on. So, arcane genetic alchemy. So, use the stratagem oh. in any phase where a custodies unit from your army, excluding vehicle units, is selected as a target of an attack. And basically, it's on a one to three, irrelevant <laughs> of modifiers, they're not wounded. So, they've got they've got super duper elite transhuman physiology, or we are orcs and we can't be beaten, or whatever they're going to call it. It's another transhuman. If it's three or fewer models, it's one CP, otherwise it costs two CP. Okay, fine. Transhuman so. physiology, excellent. Brilliant. They're next. totally the same old straps. <laughs> um, wisdom of I mean, the Moratoi. Yes. Actually, yeah, you actually pronounced that right. Well done. Good job. I can sometimes. No, we can sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So this is another epic D strat for one CP. Mm. Um, in your command phase, select one dreadnought from your army. Until the next command phase, it gains either Inspirational Warrior or the Aggressive Precision ability, as shown below. So Inspirational Warrior is basically a six-inch aura for Shield Host Core that makes them reroll ones, and then Aggressive Precision is Shield Host Core aura within six to reroll wound rolls of one. That's so really good, you know. Yeah, that's all right. Like one CP fight ain't too bad. I mean, we need to see if dreadnoughts can fit into um, custodians list whether they work well. Obviously, I talked a little bit yeah. about opportunity cost last week. Like this is a good strat, and dreadnoughts could be good in isolation. But if taking them means that you're sacrificing something else while on your list, then you but you need to yeah. like, optimize that style of list. Then you're not going to see them. But yeah, and, and in a vacuum, that... this looks good. And if you've got that situation where your shield captain's over that side of the table doing something. He's not going to be buffing units around him if, if you're wanting the reroll ones. So having that opportunity like Space Marine players currently have with their dreadnoughts is nice. You're not then feeling you have to take multiple I mean, let's, let's be honest. Characters. What, what, what's the width for the base on a dreadnought? Three inches? Something like that? Yeah, because they're, they're so six, got... 60, 50, 60 so, mil bases. Uh, uh, so. Yeah, something like that. So if you've got a 15 inch diameter aura of reroll ones to wound for one CP. Exactly. That's, that's half your table oh, probably. You... Yeah, of, I mean, it is, for, it is for core, so we need to see what, what gets yeah. core. Yeah, because um, they can be very generous with core, but they also can be quite stingy, so we'll see. Yeah, and with a lot of things like this, it's, it's dependent upon points cost. So, yeah. you know. Does that only work in the shooting phase? Uh, no, oh, it's, it's, it's command phase. All the time. So it's like uh, Wisdom of the Ancients. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but as an AoE, that's really good. Okay, I really like that. Nice. Okay. Cool. Shall we move on? And then Talons of the Emperor, which is mm. a battle tactic for 1 CP, which is 
Use the These stratagem. are all one so cheap. Yeah. Well. Mm. Uh, so use the stratagem in any phase after shooting or fighting with an Adeptus Custodes unit from your army. Select one mm. friendly Anathema Psychana unit within, silence. within six inches of it until the end of the phase. Uh, each time that model in that Anathema Psychana unit makes an attack, add one to the attacks hit uh, to the attacks I mean, hit roll. That's just going to that's just going to depend upon how good the uh, sister silence are, aren't they? Like yeah. it's just above fucking help them, really, isn't it? One CP. Like a lot of these stratagems are just very very cheap. Uh, yeah. Although there is a rumor going around that Trojan's going to lose the uh, free stratagem once per game thing, which uh, mm. you know might fall into that. But yeah, you know it's, that's going to depend upon the rest of the unit as well. Yeah. It, to me, Although, it feels like. The way that they're kind of discussing how the, the sisters kind of interact with them, it, I'm hoping it encourages us to then take them as cheap troop choices so that then people don't have to take. But, yeah. That'd be kind of nice, right? Yeah, I just uh, clicked on a Vigilator squad in the article and uh, the armor is a little... It's a little sus. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right, and then um, the other one is the Psych Out Grenade, which is another War Gear one for a CP. So use the stratagem in your psych in your shooting phase when an Athema Psychana infantry unit from your army is selected to shoot. If that unit's not within engagement range of any enemy units, roll one d6 on a two up. The closest enemy psyche unit that is within six and is visible to your unit suffers the perils of the warp. Great. So you're doing some more <laughs> wounds on a two up. Okay. And you have to be next to them within grenade range. It doesn't state you have to be in a range of them. You just have to be able to see them. Oh, no, within six. So you have to be within a grenade range of a Psyker. Grenades are off in eight inches now, though, right? Yeah, but that's that's very situational. I don't know. It's yeah, but it's there. It's fine. If they're screened and they're, and they're not going to get killed by your shooting for whatever reason. I mean, if, if you get them that close to them shooting phase with these yeah. kinds of units anyway, you're probably just going to yeah. die. I yeah. just I, I can't see... It seems a nice thing to have, but not necessarily something you're ever going to really use. I mean, psychic grenades kind of like a staple in these kinds of imperial books anyway. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it, it, it's just a thing that's there, so you need to give it some rules. It might not always see play, but it's always there. It's kind of like lasher submission, really. So, yes, yeah. I think that's it for this custodies stuff. It is. Have we got so, anything else? No, I think that's all of them. Um, I was kind of like cool that they seem kind of alright, but I'm not particularly excited. None of them seem kind of banana no, busted, no. which. I'm glad at because we don't need all these kind of hype articles constantly because I don't feel they're constructive, right? Yeah, speaking of not needing hype articles uh, constantly, shall we do the Gene Steeler Cult's Primus is back and he's tougher, deadlier, and more seditious than ever article? Tougher and deadlier <laughs> and more seditious than ever. Did someone use a thesaurus, do you think, to go, what should we use to describe him? We haven't used seditious for a while, right? I mean, is he tougher? I mean, he actually is, but that's beside the point. He, yeah. He's genuinely tougher. <laughs> ah. Oh, that's the prime. I always forget what they are after a while, the names, because I haven't really faced Gene Steeler Colts that often. The prime is just like the uh, the captain of a company commander yeah. equivalent. He's not, wearing, uh, I mean, he's not wearing a cloak. I don't, I don't think, think the patriarch really fits anything, to be honest. It's no. just, you know, the prime is kind of like the stereotypical guy that leads. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... Oh gosh, let's go straight down to the rules. So he's now. Has this changed much his stat line, Tom? From from your knowledge? Well, what what is the stat line, Scribble? Can you read so it? So he's moving there. six inches. His weapon skill mm -hmm. and ballistic skill are both two plus. Mm -hmm. He's yep. strength and toughness four. That has with, improved with five wounds, 
I believe I improved by one as well. One attack. Leadership nine. Four attacks. One attack would be bad. Hmm. And then a five-up <laughs> save. Sorry. No, um, fine. Yeah. So to <laughs> me, like to most most humanoid kind of not superhuman guys tend to be kind of toughness three, right? Yeah, so he generally tends to be the thing. He's now gone at one toughness point, so he's objectively tougher than he was before. Um, so yeah, but he's yeah. tougher. But he's still a character, though. You're not going to yeah. target him very, very often. Uh, he's also on with a cult bone sword, which is plus one strength, AP minus two damage two, which now is significant because it makes him strength five. Yeah. AP minus two is always useful unless you're playing against yeah. certain types of bad mech. Um, and then the damage two is also pretty solid as well. It's yeah. not too bad. You're not going to try and want to throw, be like wanting to throw this guy in. He's kind of the GSC equivalent of the Guardian. Um, Captain Commander from uh, Custodes in terms of like he can fight, but he's he's mainly there as like a little bit of a utility piece. Same with the captains and space marines and what have you, right? Yeah. So um, he has the meticulous planner special rule, which is in your command phase you can select one uh, friendly unit, uh, but it's cult and core, so specific cult core. Within nine inches of this model, and until the start of your next command phase, each time model of a unit makes an attack, we roll a wound roll of one. Um, now, that does mean you're not going to be able to use it on things coming in in the reinforcement step. We're going to have to see how Cult Ambush works in this specific edition as well. Mm. Uh, but if you're already on the board, you can get access to real once to wound. So generally, it's going to be on things that are already on the board. So you're looking at things like maybe your Aberrants that are going to be constantly on there. Maybe you've got some G-Steelers. Maybe you have some extra movement shenanigans that you can do with stuff that's already on the board. Um, and as we might get into later for WTC boards... <laughs> it might be that you're getting a lot more stuff on the board anyway, which is which is quite useful. Uh, he also has the exacting planner rule, which is a one-use-only thing that Primuses can take. Um, and it allows you to use Meticulous Planner twice in one turn. Um, and then also allows you to use it on just cult units, so it's not limited to core, uh, which is where the aberrants could come in. So you can use it on two units, and they don't have to be core uh, for one turn only, which is like a, a mini-war, really, isn't it? And what we've seen previously is that all the guard gain brood brothers as a keyword, not cult. So this mm. wouldn't interact with them, which is kind of correct to see, correct. right? I mean, yeah, I would, nice. I would have parked a Primus next to a Baneblade and shot it for five turns, but, you know. Yeah, I'm glad that there's those kind of, at least not oversights in there, because those can be quite embarrassing, I find sometimes, because how players end up then optimizing a book doesn't actually play as, I imagine, they envisage. Yeah, I, I mean, looking at this, I mean, you could have it that it just applied to cult units the entire time and not just core, but then I think it might become a bit more of a problem. Whereas having a kind of one big hit turn is kind of interesting. I bet they've done that rather than by giving it like real ones to hit and wound. They've yeah. given it by expanding the access and giving you more diversity in your unit choices. Yeah. And then they go into a stratagem called Fanatical Devotion, right? Yes, yes. Um... So you use this stratagem in your in the heroic intervention step of your opponent's charge phase. Select one enemy unit that is within engagement range of a cult, patriarch, primus, or magus mm -hmm. unit from your army. One friendly mm -hmm. core unit that is within six of that enemy unit and not within engagement range of any enemy units can perform a heroic intervention. When performing that heroic intervention, each model in that friendly cult core unit can move up to six inches instead of three. And it does not have to finish its move closer to the... Uh, the closest enemy model. Instead, at least one model from that unit must end up with an engagement range of, a select, of the selected enemy unit, and no models from that unit can end their move within engagement range of any other enemy units. So it's basically just well, pouncing on someone that's um, kind of planning to fight when your character's ready. Isn't select it? one enemy unit that is in, in melee with your Patriarch Primus or Megas. Yeah. Okay. And then you also pick one friendly. So, so you just don't. You just 
dogpile on a unit yeah. that's They go, charging... you're not taking him out, we're helping. That is so situational, I'd be surprised if someone else, someone ever used it. Yeah. <laughs> and core as well. Fine. Again, we don't know what I core will, is. I've so. forgotten that that massive essay that just got written in that one CP paragraph stratagem ever existed. As we yeah. the next one. And just kind of touching on King Kangalang, uh, Kalagan in the chat has just said, wouldn't wouldn't that also mean we have a smaller variety of lists from each book? I think, yes, that's true, but also it then stops us getting those situations where, like you said, having a character telling a, a tank to re-roll ones. I'd rather, I'd rather it is compromise. Yeah, it's, we did have that. Like, yeah. You had people with typhuses in um, like 6th and 7th edition just yeah. sitting a dude next to it where it was re-roll ones. Yeah. No, was it early 8th? It might have been early 8th. Yeah, it was early 8th. One, one of my locals about. has been using Carl yeah. the Betrayer standing next to two land raiders letting them re-roll, and it makes my brain hurt. So I'm glad that they can get rid of those sorts of things. I mean, but it also makes his brain hurt as he watches 600 points do absolutely nothing turn on turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't judge everyone, can we? So it's fine. It's fine. And that's the end of that article, sure, it's, actually. It's, so it's kind of cool. I, anyway, I'm, but... I've read. So we probably got that article. I'm imagining that they're, they're probably paid by word. So these articles feel really <laughs> long because they've just put in the strats. I mean, are you referring to right? the rules uh, writers there? It feels very. I, I can see why they're doing it, because if they don't put in all these kind of clauses and kind of detail pieces, people are going to tear mm. it apart. But at the same time, I'm sure there's a more elegant way to write some it's of okay. stuff. It's okay, it's okay, Scriver. I'm sure it'll only be a couple of weeks before other people on the internet start deciding that the rules writers get paid royalties for every word they write in their books. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm so sorry, <laughs> I had to get Royalty. him. I had to get him. Oh, royalty. It's like, oh, but don't, don't the sculptors get I had, to, I had to get him, didn't I? Like, just, yeah. I just, Clarification. <laughs> not a thing. I, I doubt people will get that reference. I, I, I still would prefer to have thick, verbose paragraphs like this than yeah. ones that we have to kind of read and go, do they mean Did it you this know, way? I get paid royalties on the Honest War Game for every minute I appear on camera. Yeah, hang on, let me just turn your camera off. Excellent. Much let's, let's put let's save some money. <laughs> right. So, do we have any more um, things? I think we've got one more, haven't we? We've got one more. It's uh, about Brood Brothers. Oh, now, yeah. Rob's already done a, a, a. Well, he's actually done two videos about this. Okay. So oh, I, I know. Oh, check I know. Them both out. I was. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I had some great fun uh, trying to figure out how to title them as angrily as possibly, or an, as, I, pa as I had positive a great as time possible. Molding in chat as he read them out, as he repeatedly <laughs> scrolled past the one important part of the first. Uh, yes, I was there with you. Remember, I was literally <laughs> the, the thing that says twenty-five percent. Right, let's touch on that. There's an important rule. Shall we scroll? Shall we scroll through it first before we get into that one? Yeah. Okay. Straight past it. Right. Yeah. Read. The, right, in fact, read all the bullet points, Scrivo, and then scroll past it. Right. So the bullet points, uh, you can only include units with regiment so, or just unaligned. A, uh, just quant quantify this. Yeah. This is the Brood Brothers rule. Yeah. And the Brood Brothers rule allows you to take uh, an Imperial Guard detachment or Astra Militarum detachment, yeah. uh, so long as you have a Gene Steel Occult's detachment in your army. Um, and then there are some limitations upon this and also um, some restrictions based on how much stuff you take. And also, it makes you use power level, which I hate, but it doesn't really matter. Carry on anyway. Yes, you can only include units with the regiment or unaligned keyword. So that mm -hmm. means you can't take yes. bullgrins, ogrins, ratlings, that sort of stuff. Because they yep. are... The Tau Empire units of the Astra yeah. Militarum, yes. Yeah. The, the, the unloved ones. Um, when you include an Astra Militarum unit in a Brood Brothers attachment, replace Imperium and Regiment with just Brood Brothers. 
Brood yep. Brothers cannot uh, models cannot be selected as your warlord or have a warlord yep. trait. And then they cannot be given any relics either. Okay, that's the end of that roll, Scriver. Let's scroll past it. There we go. The Look. inclusion of Brood Brother units <laughs> in your army does not prevent Gene Sitter Colts units in your army gaining the crossfire ability. Yes. Which could be provided the meant to be quite big for the new Gene Steeler Cobb yeah. it, it feels like their their gimmick, essentially. It's their kind of short yes. piece, right? Yes. Um, as long as the total power rating or points value mm. in that game that uses them of the Brood Brothers units in your oh, army good. is no power than, level. Nice. If it's no more than 25% of your army's total. Yeah. So if you want to keep Crossfire, you cannot have more than a quarter of your army being Imperial Guard. I like that Pretty they simple. get given the choice. Yes. There is you can give it up and take more guards. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, yeah. We'll see whether it's actually needed or not, because who knows, Crossfire could end up being a bit of a a wet one. Yeah, it might be a bit of a red herring. We'll have to yeah. see. And also, there might be a bunch of benefits to taking Brood Brothers, for example, some stratagems that yeah. specifically are for Brood Brothers, that, yeah. um, you know, would affect that. Um, no, uh, Jay Shesh, uh, Sesh, no, Brood Brothers would not get Crossfire. Because Crossfire's uh, locked into Cult, isn't it? You need a certain keyword. number. You need yeah. a, just a couple of certain keywords. So yeah. you wouldn't get that. You don't have any kind of cult keyword. You only have Brood Brothers. Um, but if you have a couple of stratagems for Brood Brothers, which are obscenely good, um, you know, maybe you take that. I feel like this is... It's not meant to be something. It's meant to be, like, really good that you're allying these two factions together and making something really awesome. I think it's just meant to allow you to add that kind of flavor into your army. It's not meant yeah. to be a competitive thing. Um, and therefore, they don't give you crossfire because that opens up a whole can of worms that could be problematic. Uh, with certain units, uh, cross-firing, for example, guard blobs, like conscripts. That yeah, could be a problem. You never know, because it could be that crossfire is keyed into keyword, uh, into mm. core, sorry, and mm. by the time we get a Astromilla Time Codex, mm -hmm. certain Brood Brother units would maybe have the core keywords. Yeah. And that could drastically change it, right? Yeah, and now you also end up with the loyalty to the cult uh, rule as well, so it's basically a replacement for your... Um, yeah, crossfire of blame, blame blade. Exactly, that's where I was going. Yeah. Uh, this was, <laughs> was basically one of those. <laughs> Instead of your um, regimental doctrine, you get yeah. uh, this, which is lots difficult. Where you get plus two leadership for models in uh, you know with this regimental doctrine, and you get unquestioning loyalty, which is basically like a lookout so where you can jump in front of characters, right, uh, and take wounds for characters uh, in the Gene Steeler Cult army. And that's pretty much it. Plus, the leadership's kind of funny, especially with those breaks we were talking about. And if it got crossfire, that could have been an issue. But yeah. I think. That's all for the Chief Stealer Cult one. And you may have yes. noticed that was significantly quicker than yeah. the 30s one. Have they had more articles as a whole, though? They started them earlier, I think. I haven't been paying attention, mate. I don't yeah. really care. I'll see the whole book. Yeah, that, that's been my challenge with it. So as much as I've been excited for Custodies, I've tried not to try to absorb any of it because I feel like there's no point, right? Because you learn some of it and then... There's no context. Well, even then, mate, you get, you're going to get the actual codex, and then you're going to get most of the information, and then you're going to get chapter approved, and you're going to end up with like, new missions. So, you know, yeah. yes. it's going to be interesting. It's Can't be interesting. wait for new missions. Mm. Indeed. Right. Should be fun. Speaking of new missions and new maps and such, mm. should we start on our last kind of... Yeah, yeah, stuff. let's do it. Let's do it. I've not um, looked at this, so this is me getting a fresh take at it as well. So that's okay. Neither of all the people who are criticizing it. But I heard at least two of the maps aren't very good if you're in uh, North America. Why specifically? I just I, that was the, the the moaning I had heard of. <laughs> oh, okay. Through, joke you, know, just like that whole that third party thing of people going, oh, people are moaning about it, and I'm like, cool. And they're like, specifically just two maps. I'm like, cool. 
Well, to be honest, mate, I mean, we, we can go through this. It's, yeah. it's a good job, but all the people criticising these boards, they're not for you, mate. You'll never have to use these. So, you know, it's not a problem, really, is it? <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll have to use these if I go to another team-building event down the line. Yeah, it's almost, it, it's almost like that's the entire point of these. It's for yeah. specifically teams. Yeah. Uh, and Shadowson, how do you set up those tables? You don't. <laughs> for a team event we don't have to bother yeah so you, ha you have the to and the other people yeah doing it for you right yeah so um i don't know where i want to really start with this what do you want to do what do you want to talk about so do you want to frame about kind of the purpose of this pack and its evolution and stuff just so if people aren't aware of what the um, wtc kind of the, the mission pack the, the train map itself document is so okay I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that that's fine so the WTC is an eight-player team event uh, for Warhammer 40k that takes place in August every single year, um, and it's effectively between multiple nations. So you can send a team from your nation to go and compete for the title of world champions. Uh, this is a team of eight with a coach, and therefore you're going to be playing on eight tables. Now, part of the nuance of this is that you do have a system called pairings, whereby you basically come together with the opposition team and you work out who from your team is going to be playing who from the opposition team and which board they're going to be playing on. And part of that nuance was always which board are you going to be playing on. For example, I could be playing a matchup where it's more favorable to me if I'm playing on a really light board, but worse for me if I'm playing on a really heavy board. So part of that nuance is working out which table I want to be on. Um, this pack has changed a bit. So I don't really want to talk about this from a singles perspective because I don't think it has any value. Um, everyone, I mean... Unfortunately, I went to some dark corners of the internet um, <laughs> to find some very stupid opinions, um, none of which I remember because they were not particularly insightful. Um, so I'm going to disregard those regardless. But these are not for <laughs> singles play. No. The only time you'll see these in singles play should be for singles events that are specifically aimed at people who are wanting to practice for WTC. Yeah. For example, there was an event every July, uh, happened a couple of years ago, if it was like Caledonian Revolution before a Toy Soldier, where you'd have all the WTC players pretty much from England, Scotland, Wales turn up at this event, and they'd be playing at a singles event, and they'd be practicing, right? So they'd be using WTC boards. Now, personally, I would prefer to play my games on WTC boards, because every single event I go to throughout the year is basically practice for wtc for me like you look at a country like yeah. poland poland's entire calendar for its entire circuit is based around wtc pretty much right uh, as far as i'm aware and that's what I, the impression i get from the, the polish players i've spoken to so for them this works great but most people who are playing competitive 40k do not go to the wtc even in the uk where we send four teams okay it doesn't happen no. so therefore these are not for you you should not realistically see these in singles events unless they're specifically designed at people who are going to be going to do WCC. So you don't you're not need to worry about going up to a table and seeing 12 L's on it, okay? You don't need to worry about it. This isn't going to impact you. This is specifically for a style of play that you don't tend to play very often yourself, okay? So we can get singles out of the way yeah. um, for that. Now, talking about it from a team's perspective, um, I actually had a chat with Neil yesterday because uh, about these boards because i am not the captain of my team uh and i saw these for the first time um yesterday okay i hadn't seen the, the new layout yeah. and the first thing i said um was i can't tell which of the light boards and which are heavy boards so beforehand what you'd have was you'd have two light boards two heavy boards and four medium boards 
So what you do when you're preparing your team to go to WTC is I specifically, what I, my philosophy was, was right, I'm going to have one army that's specifically designed to play on the light boards. And I'll make sure it gets one of the light boards every single game. Yeah. I'll have one army that's designed specifically to play on the heavy boards. And I'll get the heavy boards every single game. I'll then have two more armies for each light and heavy that can play on those boards. Okay? Maybe three. Depending upon, like, if there are multiple different matchups, you could be facing on the heavies or the lights. Okay? Um, heavies may be free because it's easy to detect for a heavy from a medium board. And also, there's more high variance of the matchups because you're not going to get the same faction every time. Like when you went to the WTC in 2019 and there was Tau being placed first defender, being slapped on the light board every single time, right? Um, now, that was intentional, apparently. So, I was like, I immediately had a problem with that because what I want to see is I want to see um, more variance in the boards because I like there to be a meaningful choice about, about which board I go on, right? Um, their argument was that, and I, I agree that this is the right call, but I personally would have preferred the light boards or the heavy boards, was that nobody wants to see someone get utterly shot off a board, okay? We've seen that multiple times. We saw Sean Naden got turn one tabled by Orcs. We saw Alex <laughs> get turn one tabled by Balak on our stream. Yeah. Um, we've seen it multiple times, and nobody wants to see that, right? Now, and therefore, they've taken that option away. Um, my thing with it is, is the WTC is meant to be the most prestigious tournament in the world. And I think it is, uh, because I think it is the hardest tournament to win in the world. Um, it is also, in theory, bringing together the best players from each country to play together yeah. to represent their country. It's also giving them months upon months of preparation to prepare for that event. Okay. I want to see them ask the hardest questions and then see what the best players with months of preparation can do to answer those questions. If that means, right, we're going to put Tau on a light board and you have one or two ruins to hide behind, how are you going to get any points out of this because of the 20-0 scoring system for each match? Great. I want to see how the best players in the best team solve that with months of preparation. I want to see teams turn up with weird shit and say, right, this is how we're going to get points out of Tau. And no one expects it, right? Yeah. I like that because that is the pinnacle of, of, of the game because it is the hardest questions being answered by the best people to answer those questions. And if they can't answer it, they can't answer it. And that's fine. And maybe they have another way of solving it with the varying system, right? Um, sorry, we're going to say something. Script, I'm looking at your camera. It looks like you're ready. <laughs> yeah, so, so would you say it's kind of, kind of my understanding of how the feedback I've kind of heard so far about the maps is that there's... It's almost like it's trying to fix the problem of shooting being such a heavy impact thing in the game, but as a result, it then makes the potentially the tables different enough from the, the kind of the core game that ends up not necessarily feeling no, like I, a representation of 40k as a whole. I, th I, th I think I think that's silly as fuck because yeah. what is a, what is a true representation of 40k? Exactly, is no true 40k thing, really, just playing that? on a fucking carpet? Like every not. terrain pack is going to change the meta in some way. The yeah. question is, what kind of the meta do you want to see? Exactly. Um, and their logic is, well, we, we don't think that this is a, a, an interesting question to ask the player base or yeah. these players. Um, so therefore, we're just going to remove it and we're going to ask them different questions. Now, the ask them different questions thing is really important yeah. because when I saw this first time, I said to Neil, effectively, and this is going to sound worse than what, what I said to Neil, but I, I my point was basically that I thought the boards were super homogenous and they took out the interesting factor of pairings. For example, if you're commentating a team event, right? Yeah. You can say, oh, well, they put this down as first defender. They must do it because I want the light board. That's super accessible. 
everyone understands that, right? Hmm. Uh, and it adds to what you, the, the the way you can talk about pairings in detail, right? Yeah. You can talk about it saying, oh, well, they're doing this because we can get this out of the way and, you, you know, and, and how they're going to manage it. Yeah. Whereas with this, you can't, there's no obvious light or heavy boards. When you get into these boards, actually, they're not homogenous. No. There's a lot of interesting nuances. Um, so actually, if I, I'm going to give you guys something I probably shouldn't give you here, but fuck it. I'm the vice captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me go to... So what you'd uh, say is people are just knee-jerk reactioning to... Looking at them without necessarily looking at them in detail. I, I, well, I think they don't need to look at them in detail because they're never going to be pairing for teams. No, people are looked at them and went, I can see that there's been a lot of thought into whether, like, things like the ruins, how they're positioned and stuff. But until you actually play on these boards, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, until I played at uh, Battle of Britain, I had no appreciation for how heavy boards could be, but at the same time, still have massive open yeah. spaces yeah. but then there's woods there to then counteract yeah. that so yeah yeah and and, and as it well says there's no need for team play to a wider game and there's no need for a wider game to affect team play one yeah. is not like greater than the other like they're all just different ways of playing and one is not less than the other they're just different um i don't know why like people i'm glad it's causing discussion yeah. i'm glad people are voicing their opinions but overall their opinions don't matter because they don't come from the perspective that these things are designed for. They're designed for team play and they're not coming from the perspective of someone who's gonna be playing in that team environment, right? Um, so I actually did a bunch of listing, right? Um, so we've selected a Welsh team now, I'm not gonna talk about it here. No. Uh, Scriver knows who, who it is, but we haven't announced it yet, so I'm not gonna talk about it. No. But uh, <laughs> what I did was I went down and I broke down exactly what is on which board and where. Um, and and when I looked at it, I've, we've already um, had a few list ideas. Um, yeah. And I go, oh, well, this list wants to avoid these two or three boards at all costs. Yeah. But everything else, like, I'm already getting into the idea of, okay, this is good here, this is good here, this is good here. And it's not about light or heavy, but they've managed to create an environment where you have interesting dynamics with certain boards being vastly superior than others for certain builds and certain matchups, right? Now, I think that is worse from a spectator standpoint because the light medium heavy boards super accessible yeah like rob and the whoever's like commentating with rob could easily explain that yeah. right not a problem this not as easy to explain but what they've done is they've seen an issue with this um uh, shooting gallery yeah they think i disagree that it's an issue but the overwhelming feedback from greek hammer and certain other events was that it was an issue so they've changed it right and they've also realized that if they change this and fix this issue, mm. it has repercussions on other things. Yeah. And uh, but Mail specifically has worked very, very hard to try and make sure that it doesn't knock on yeah. and cause the issues that I was talking about with the homogenized boards. So there is still room and interest in the pairings process. Because generally the boards in the previous iteration were, they had a lot more across the board of all three sizes that there were generally ruins, right? That tended uh, to be what the majority mean, of it. So generally on the old on the older maps, there was a lot more um, just L-shaped ruins, whilst these, there's well, a lot more of a variation. It depends now. on how you define the older maps, because when so, I think old maps, yeah. I think 2019 ATC. So I'm using, kind of in my mind, I'm thinking of the ones that we used at Bob. So, you where are. so those a... were glass hammer boards, yeah. specifically. Those weren't yeah. WCC boards. That is worth clarifying. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whereas I look at every board that has been produced yeah. from... September 2019 yep. to now as designing boards for the WTC 2022. Yep. 
because we haven't had an ETC WTC since 2019. Yes. Because yes. of the pandemic. Uh, because it would have been irresponsible to do so. Um, so, if I compare and contrast the boards there, those yeah. boards were super accessible to understand, yeah. but also meant that it was kind of... We did end up with a situation where everyone was putting AdMac or Tau down first defenders, sticking, sticking it on the yes. light board and having it fire people off. And then people were like finding solutions to that and saying, oh, well, I'm going to put down demons or I'm going to put down... I don't know, some of the shite. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But people were finding solutions to that. And yeah. this has always been my thing, and I've been consistent about it, or at least I think I have, over the course of the War Wargame for the last four or five years. I always like to see uh, the players solve the issue. Yeah. I always like to see it. And especially when um, we are talking about VWTC, the best players in the world. And that isn't hyperbole. Like, I don't think it's it's, it's one of those where I can say, oh, you know, it's... It's not the best players in the world because you're getting the best players in theory from every single nation and you've got no better way of doing it. Yeah. It's meant to be a meritocracy to get on your team. I mean, your team is you going to play against the other meritocracies, hmm. right? Now, if you've got a nepotistic issue, then you're just going to do sh shite at the WTC. Yeah. If you're, going to do the w if you're going to win the WTC, you deserve it, man. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's basically my take. Uh, I don't think it matters for singles play. I don't think you should use WTC at singles play unless you're specifically catering for WTC players, which I don't think you ever do no. outside of Poland, maybe Germany, uh, French and Italian uh, fucking what they call it, qualifier tournaments. Yes. So France and Italy won qualifier events for teams, um, other team events, and maybe um, the last big events before WTC in the UK. I don't think you should ever see these in America, which I guarantee most of the com comments have come from. I, th I think if you are going to see it at an event as well, it would be the novelty of someone going, right, we're going to do a team event using the WTC pack for people that might not ever get to go to WTC, but to give it a go with their mates. So to me, that's a different I mean, it's good practice. Yeah, when we run the Wales practice weekends, yeah. we're going to play on these boards. Yeah. Because it's what, we, what we're prepping for. And it's, it's a nice um, way of trying to get out before necessarily even having to go and try out for a team mm. as well. So like if people want to see if team gaming is for them, just it's great. playing... It's for everybody. But also it. playing, say, at an event that's a team's event, and they're not using this sort of style of um, kind of layouts, maybe you're not even getting the real experience because you're probably just playing on singles boards, right? I, I, I would be very, very sceptical about using that specific language because I don't think it's... The, the WTC is the real experience no, no, of no, playing teams. <laughs> I, I, I may be being I know, a bit kind I know, of, I know you know what I mean. My intent's not that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, yeah. as we've already said, there is no monopoly on singles play or team play. Just like there's no monopoly on WTC team play and anyone else's team event. Yeah. You want to run a team event, go right ahead. Yeah. But if you want to play WTC, I think this, this is obviously yeah. what you've got to play. Um, and now, do I think that this is conducive to a, a healthy game? Yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. We've got enough nuance in here that we can come up with some interesting builds, and there's going to be some builds that pop out. I mean, it's the 6th of January, for goodness sake. We've got eight months until this event kicks off, right? We've got seven months until list submission. You're going to see some interesting builds. You're going to see those builds turn up in the public eye. You're going to see people build counters to a specific build. It's going to be the same thing. And you're going to see those builds want to prioritize certain, mo certain boards as well. So it, it's still going to be the same thing. It's just going to be a little bit trickier to explain on a broadcast that's all it is um and i personally would have liked to see uh a larger variation in terms of boards because i think it asks a, a, a larger variety of questions which teams then have to solve <laughs> yes and I, I think to some extent that now means there's an opportunity for a broadcaster to explain that as well so for example rob he's now got eight months or have a long to figure out how to communicate Mate. this well 
I can't I can't wait to see Rob try to explain why this forest being next to a big crate is important. But that's the point. There's, there's time. <laughs> maybe having that that then gives an insight. As as a prep, for instance, Rob can sit down with say someone like Neil, or someone that's directly like Neil that has impacted on kind of agreeing on this pack. Oh, mate, I've been very public with their design philosophy on get, this. Getting that kind of discussion because that makes sense, right? And that's exciting yeah. to me. Yeah, and, and Neil's worked really, really hard on this because I had this discussion with Neil and when when me and Neil have a discussion, it looks to everyone else like we're having a fight. Um, but uh, the MGT, having, I, I uh, thought he was uh, coming to mug you, to be honest. Oh, it's understandable. Yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? He does, you know, vicious, vicious beast that he is, you know. But <laughs> Daunting man. I think it was the high-vis jacket that probably did it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see many bugs with that high-vis jacket. <laughs> But yeah, so basically, I said, "Look, this is this is my thing with it," and he was saying, "Look, this is our design philosophy. This is the feedback we received, but then backed up the design philosophy, and we've gone out and worked on some terrain packs specifically with that in mind, and also we've produced. Uh, I've spe- well, he'd specifically worked on um, a lot of uh, details within these to make the boards not homogenous and actually make them interesting to play on, even if they just look like a bunch of L's on the board. Hmm. So, but they're, they're all not quite different, right? That. So I've been looking through them, and although there's some similarities." you do see that there there may be still physically the same maybe amount of terrain but the different bits of terrain yes yeah so for example the, the key difference. Uh, if you actually scroll up to the top you can see the key so uh the forest and the vents are all dense cover which means they're all minus one to hit but that's they're not on all the boards there's one board that they're not on yeah um but then the vents aren't minus two to your movement whereas the forests are and then you've got the crates, which uh, quote, have a massive impact as well. So the forest and the vents are basically there to completely stun, uh, ignore line of shooting. doesn't completely stun it, of course. And obviously, if you win, it also makes a roll off of picking first board much more interesting. So beforehand, you'd have two light boards, two heavy boards. Okay. And the roll off to see who would get to pick the first board would effectively, uh, which light board would you prefer to play on? Mm. Um, now, if you win that roll off, you have the opportunity to stick down your first um defender list and say we're going to take the board with no forest or vents on it whatsoever uh which i think is that's really cool it actually makes that role important um it also gives you a bit more of an upside because beforehand the way it work is because you'd have so i do one and then you do two then i do two then you do two and then it it'd basically work out that a certain team would place more i can't remember the maps but you know it also gives you more of an advantage from that perspective yeah. it definitely gives you an advantage it's like winning the tossing cricket effectively yeah. winning the tossing cricket is massively important um, and this is this is more like that, so I'm a fan. It adds a little bit of uh, theatre, I think, as well for someone watching on the outside. Adds a bit of spice. Yeah. Which is what what you want as well at the end of the day, because it, it makes it just a, if, yeah. if two spreadsheets are just compared and then the matchups are kind of done from that, and there's not any kind of exciting kind of things to then have people reacting to. If, if that means that the ter- the terrain then has that impact as well, it's you need to be able to ex- you need to be able to explain why te- teams have done certain things. Yeah, and also explain the mistakes that I've made. If, yeah, like have. I mean, we were talking of... about this in uh, the uh, Greek Hammer Team event when me and Neil were doing it, and we were talking, about, oh yeah, we think their first round of pairings went a bit sour, or they they took a coin flip in the last champions pairing, and the coin flip paid off, and therefore we won the round. Whereas with this, it's like you can still do that. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. Is there any more you want to explore on this, or or go into any Not really. details? Because Not me, really. I'm just like, it's quite exciting to see. I just, I probably will never get to play on one of these boards anytime soon, and that's fine. But at the same time, 
Yeah, I, li- I, like... I like to see tables that have had some thought put into them because that's the thing. Yeah, I look at like um, when when looking at kind of going to singles like RTTs and stuff up and down the UK outside of kind of the big established ones. The mm-hmm. terrain is often the unknown. And it's the thing that can make or break a fun event for me sometimes. Par- that... Partially, I mean, the main thing was I was mad I couldn't put an Aegis defense line on these things because it's a 28 and a half inch uh, <laughs> forest that makes the entire army minus one to hit. Stop, stop so, making it, Tom. I mean, it's a uh, secret. Yeah, that was my strap. I, mean, I can't fit it on the boards, mate. It doesn't make a difference. Mine's so, down there on know. the floor. I dug mine out even. Jeez. That's why I'm painting it. Yeah. So we, we, I'll talk about that when uh, Rob and Logan are back because yeah, I think that was, fun. Fun. that was funny. Also, I've kind of yes. moved on from matches now. We're, I mean, I've already said this, but if you see criticism of these boards online, that's absolutely fine. I'm fa- it's fantastic, honestly, that it's, uh, it's generating discussion. But yeah. pretty much all the uh, commentary you'll see on these boards is it, it doesn't matter because it's not coming from for perspective of people who the board is designed for like this i know exactly what this board is for it's for pairings and i know i'm going to be playing on these boards like everyone who's commenting on it is pretty much just not going to be playing on it because everyone who is commenting on it is building lists like we built three lists already yeah for this because i don't have time to go on the internet and m- make a tweet about wtc boards or a series of tweets, like making a couple of tweets is fine. Um, but like try and get involved in long form discussions. I'm just on a podcast, like saying things. And I do this every week anyway. It's a lot of <laughs> in my time. Like this is me going out of my way to say these boards suck or, you know, yeah. something like that. Because, well, firstly, I understand the purpose of these boards. Um, it's not for singles play. It's not for the people who are going to be criticizing the boards because, yeah, they're not, they're not ideal for singles. And saying, yeah. oh, yeah, they invalidate how. Every map on the face of the planet invalidates something. Yeah, that's the if whole I, point, right? <laughs> if I have no terrain on my board, it invalidates everything that isn't a shooting army. It's all about every single terrain set and every single board is going to move the goalpost somewhere. The question is, where do you want the goalposts? So Tim Coon Tristan's asked in the chat, so what? Uh, so if this isn't uh, an ideal setup to then just use in singles... Uh, what would be the main difference between these well, kind I, of singles I, I boards? Well, I think that's based on I think that's based on the TOs, but right. If I'm a TOing a singles event, I yeah. want to be able to make it as successful for as many people as possible. Um, WTC isn't that. No. WTC isn't an accessible event. It is by its nature elitist. So I would want to make these boards more accessible to various types of armies. Therefore, I would take off a few more VLs and I'd take off some of the creators because, as it stands, it is not fun for people playing certain factions to come and play on these boards. Yeah. Namely, Tau and Guard. Whereas I want Tau and Guard players at my event. Yeah. So it doesn't mean I want them to be oppressive and smashing people off the board to the point where people feel like they can't take anything other than Tau and Guard. But that's what I want to do. Because these boards aren't accessible. They're not meant to be. Because potentially, I guess the, the way that might be a good way to kind of describe some of them is that they are quite polarized as a result of what they're trying to achieve, right? Well, can you expand on that a little bit? So by having enough terrain in, across the board, as a result, then it enables certain armies not to function as optimally. You're then yeah. creating... So your average Joe, if he turns up with his tower list that normally goes three and two with, I know that's not happened recently, perhaps, and then he comes to an event and they've got this this sort of lineup of terrain where there's such heavy boards compared to what they used to, their list's not going to perform Yeah, as you're going to well. have a bad time. Yeah. As a result, they're going to have a shite game, and you don't want that as a TO, right? Yeah, you want to create boards that are as um, 
enjoyable for as many people of as many different factions as possible. Um, and this is about fun, but at the same time, you're prepping eight months in advance and you're yeah. picking certain factions based on the board. And it's, it's a combination of the board and the pairing of the two army lists as well, right? Yeah, whereas this isn't a, like a board where, oh, you've got two weeks to prepare your army for this event, guys. Come and have fun. This is, you've got eight months to prepare for a tournament that's going to test you as much as you can physically be tested. Yeah. Um, so, it, and therefore, it's never going to be accessible no. um, to and, all and armies. And you're not going to have every table that covered in terrain in a 24-table event, realistically. And also, if you're playing a single, yeah, you're not buying that much terrain. <laughs> As a, t as a TO, I wouldn't want that because I'd be like, God, I've got to paint all yes, that. Yes, this, uh, this is the 3D printer room at the Honest Wargamer. And right next to it, we have the laser cutter room where we just make uh, <laughs> terrain constantly. Yeah. So to me, I, I feel like there is some kind of, if you wanted to just try them out to, to see what they're like, but it, it's like anything. If you play... You need to do it in the context of knowing whether it's a team, team yeah, play. Exactly. But even yeah. just trying one of the maps just out of the blue, just with one of your mates playing down a garage type of thing, You'd get a different experience to the game in the same way if you went and looked at any pack, it wouldn't be quite as drastic perhaps as in a pack in, say, get a pack from the US where a team, like the, it's not a team event, but an actual group of people doing their own terrain that is a little bit different to, say, yeah. over here where we've got a lot of the MTF terrain packs everywhere, like... yeah. The Vanguard tactics, yeah. kind of, and that, just, stuff. and that doesn't make it wrong. This is just, yeah. it's just, it's another, it's another way to play. This is just right? a pack of terrain that's designed to test specific yeah. things yeah. in a specific format. Yeah. It's not an all, an all tournaments should run this because it's well good and that. Because no one solved the, the terrain problem, and I don't think they will. <laughs> there is no, there's nothing to be solved. Yeah, you, you fix it's the just... shooting first. Yeah, I mean, people are welcome to run, uh, you know, boards that look like they belong in fifth edition. No thanks. Game might be shit, but that speaks more about the game. So, you know. <laughs> right. Shall we wrap Shall we up there? Yeah, you read my mind. Look Boom. Hey. Look at us. We're so yeah. switched on with this. So, um, yeah. do you want to give any shout-outs, Tom? Because obviously... Uh, yeah, shout-out to Logan and Rob. I hope they've yeah. got really good at their weeb casting. Yeah, if, if not, we'll do mm. it for them. It's fine. We'll do that whilst doing our jobs. It's fine. I can, I can guarantee I've watched more anime than the two of them combined. And that's like <laughs> free anime. My first DVD was Akira. I've not watched that. Oh, God. <laughs> right, and I'd like to shout out our Lord and Saviour, actually, is my shout out this week, um, to Winters. I watched him do a live battle report last night, and uh, I think I know how to beat a player of his calibre now, so I'm, I'm he was, quite excited. He was able to turn his stream on? Uh, no, he was at Liam uh, from Deployment Zone's house, and he was breaking all the technology. But I, 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 the, I, I still don't know who these people are. Yeah, I found, out, I found out Winter's like the one way to beat a guy with that list. Do you know what it is? It's not to be better Cheap. than him with the list. You give him some hobnobs, and then he's just not doing anything. So that's it. Hobnobs, it's the solution, mate. I reckon with some players, but just you know, they thrive on hobnobs. It's like you know, you give some players alcohol, and they become way better at the game. You're like holy fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's like the same problem. Yeah. But there we go. So cool. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Um, hopefully next week we'll be back to a quad. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I know we'll see. Fingers crossed Rob's back tomorrow. Uh, it should be 11 till 3 for the all-day streamathon where he just posts memes in the chat and just... Basically, chat just it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite fun, right? <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter what time yeah, I have my lunch right. break now. I, I, come, I pop Wait, home. I sent him a father Ted clip the other day and he just like watched it on stream. <laughs> Do you know the worst? He's a proper Tom. streamer now, mate. He's there's, just reacting to stuff. We, there's more. There's more viewers on average now. 
You don't need quality. You just need. Fun. I mean, just watch live tally on stream. More people yeah. watch you. But there we go. Cool. Um, obviously, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week as well. Uh, just after seven on Thursday. Um, probably talking yep. a bit about the two books. No, 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 no. no. Seven thirty. Uh, thank you. Seven thirty. Because not having just after seven bollocks, you're making yeah. me get up far too early. All right. So I don't think the, the, the books won't be out, but we'll have a good understanding of them, I imagine, because all the preview copies are out on Saturday. Basically, we'll have watched all the YouTubers who get their books, and if the supply chain isn't ruined, we'll know what they do. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. Brilliant. Cool. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. And with that, let's get out of here, because some of us need to pee, apparently. So well, You've got a small bladder scribble. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. So thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.